听，鸟儿的欢鸣，溪水的婉转。听，爱与恨，悲与喜，苦与乐，得与失。听，跳跃的文字，灵动的声音。You're listening to more to read. 欢迎您收听轻松调频美文阅读 ，more to read。我是沈听。让我们在这里一起听美文，学英语。今天，让我们一起来听美国作家杜鲁门·卡波特的一句话，英国诗人托马斯·哈代的一首诗歌《Shut Out That Moon》，挡住那月光，以及由美国作家 Annelies Jolly 所写的一篇文章《The Flowers You Left Us》，人去花犹香。More to read. 用文字抒发感情，用文字诉说故事，用文字穿越古今。Daily quote. Life is a moderately good play with a badly written third act. Truman Capote. 生活。就是一部第三幕写的不好，但总体来说还可以的戏剧。杜鲁门·卡波特。杜鲁门·贾西亚·卡波特出生于1924年 ，1984 年去世。美国作家，其代表作有中篇小说《蒂凡尼的早餐》与长篇纪实文学《冷血》。卡波特出生于新奥尔良，幼时父母离婚，送到南方的亲戚家寄养。他从17岁起在《纽约人》《大西洋月刊》等刊物上发表文章。早期作品体现了美国南方文学的传统。第一部长篇小说《别的声音，别的房间》，描写一个13岁的孩子到南方寻找亲生父亲的故事，引起注意。其代表作《冷血》则是根据作者六年实地调查堪萨斯城凶杀案所记录的材料写成的。1975年至1976年，他根据日记和亲友来信撰写真人真事的《应答的祈祷者》，由于亲友反对，未能发表。1979年，在《老爷》杂志发表了非虚构短篇小说《炫耀》，笔法生动活泼。1980年。他又出版了短篇小说集《给变色龙听的音乐》。Life is a moderately good play with a badly written third act. Truman Capote. 生活就是一部第三幕写的不好，但总体来说还可以的戏剧。杜鲁门。卡波特。More to read。闭上双眼，静静聆听，敞开心扉，慢慢品味。Poem of the day Moon, Thomas Hardy. Close up the casement, draw the blind, shut out that stealing moon. She wears too much the guise she wore. 
before our lutes were strewn with years' deep dust and names we read on a white stone were hewn. Step not forth on the dew-dashed lawn to view the lady's chair, immense Orion's glittering form, the less and greater bear. Stay in to such sights we were drawn when faded ones were fair. Brush not the bough for midnight scents that come forth lingeringly and wake the same sweet sentiments they breathed to you and me. When living seemed a laugh and love all it was said to be, within the common lamp-lit room prison my eyes and thought let dingy details crudely loom mechanic speech be wrought too fragrant was life's early bloom too tart the fruit it brought Tomasang 别猜上那路毡的草坪叫午夜的香气弥漫四周缠绵不易锁住了我的视线与思路我们刚才听到的这首诗歌《Shut Out That Moon》挡住那月光
，由钱兆明翻译。哈代的这首诗歌写于1904年，当时哈代的第一任妻子艾玛拉维尼仍然在世，但是他俩的婚姻并不幸福。诗人对月凝思，追忆往昔，对婚姻不幸的遗憾涌上心头。这首诗中，诗人希望将月光、夜、外面的声音、气味都挡在室外。但这并不是说诗人想将自己封闭起来，而是因为外面的一切会让他回想起再也不能复返的甜蜜的过往。在哈代看来，自然界的万物虽然日新月异、生生不息，却同时也是永恒不变的。自然万物与我们每个人都有紧密的联系，曾经幸福的见证不能让我们回到幸福的过往，反而会勾起无限的悲伤。可以说，这首诗在这个层面上体现了哈代诗歌共相的特点，即 universality。虽然哈代此处谈论的是自己的悲伤，却道出了所有人的心境。哈代的诗歌真挚质朴，没有华丽典雅的语言，没有刻意打磨的形式和新奇的比喻，却透露着朴素自然之美。真正的世界无限广阔，一个充满希望与忧烦、刺激与兴奋的天地，等待着那些有胆识的人，去冒各种风险，追求人生的真谛。这段话出自英国女作家夏洛蒂·勃朗特的代表作《简爱》。我是轻松调频记者星玉，和轻松调频一起在阅读中感受生活之美。Easy FM。We are the difference. More to read. 文字的世界，用心用心聆听。Beauty of words. Annalise Jolie 是一位美国记者和散文家，多写与自然、美食和信仰相关的文章。他的作品经常出现在《国家地理》等周刊杂志上。并曾被评为2019年度美国旅行最佳写作奖。今天我要和大家分享的呢，就是由他所写的一篇文章，《The Flowers You Left Us》，人去花游香。这篇文章是为缅怀故去的朋友所写的，但作者从一个独特的角度切入，哀而不伤，却又充满了浓浓的思念之情。好，下面呢，就让我们一起来读一下这篇文章的中英文版本。英文版本由我的同事玉山为您朗读，中文版本由王伟翻译。The flowers you left us, Annalise Jolie. 人去花犹香，安娜丽丝·乔丽。Looking at the two stamps housed in a water glass on my kitchen table, it strikes me that in the ground means opposite things for flowers and people. As long as a flower remains in the ground, it lives. 看着厨房餐桌上插在玻璃水瓶中的两根花茎，我突然意识到，在地里面，对花儿和人来说有截然相反的意思。花儿只要留在地里面，它就活着。Poppies are incredible. My friend Monica, a floral designer, tells me, even after they're cut. They continue to move. They have so much life. 罂粟花可真是不可思议
，我的插花设计师朋友莫妮卡对我说：“就是剪下来，它们还能继续生长，生命力真旺盛。” Over the next few days, the petals open wider and wider until they lie flat. Their shape changing from cup to bowl to plate. Then they drop, each stem shedding its costume like a dancer sliding off her skirt backstage, leaving a silky pile on the floor. 随后几天里，花开得越来越大，直到花瓣伸展平直，开始像只茶杯，继而像只碗，最后变成盘子的形状。然后花瓣开始掉落，就像舞蹈演员在后台脱下裙子一样。每根花茎都褪去盛装，在地板上留下一堆丝绸般的花瓣。I study the flowers in the brief time they survive after being cut. One is a shade of orange I'd normally describe as well poppy. The other is the color of raspberry sherbet. In the mornings, they face a different direction than the night before, their heads following the light. When I enter the kitchen to make an afternoon coffee, they have shifted again, curving in the bath of sun pouring through the window. The water holding them refracts stars. 在这两朵花离之后尚能存活的短暂时间里，我细致地观察了它们。一朵略微带着我一般会称之为“嗯，罂粟色”的那种橘色，另外一朵。是冰冻树莓果子露的颜色。每到清晨，它们的朝向就与前夜的不同。花冠追随光照而移动。下午我进厨房煮咖啡时，它们的朝向又变了。沐浴着洒进窗户的阳光，它们微微弯曲，浸润它们的水，折射出点点星光。I started admiring poppies in earnest last spring. During the first weeks of the pandemic, as the death count climbed, I walked in my neighborhood and watched the world bloom. The oriental poppies arrived first and extravagantly. I passed blossoms higher than my head, growing from a tangle of leaves. Then came our state flower, the California poppy, whose petals unfurl from cigars into trumpets. Growing rogue along fences and curbs, last to bloom were the metellahas, looking sunny and prolific, like fried eggs. On those walks, I lived between two realities: death and extravagance, loss and abundance. 我从去年春天，也就是疫情最初的几周，才开始认真的欣赏罂粟花。死亡人数攀升之时，我在林里四下漫步，看到满世界的罂粟花开。东方虞美人是最先开放的品种，开得花繁叶茂。我路过一丛比我还高的花，它们从缠成一团的枝叶中伸了出来。接着开放的是我们加利福尼亚州的州花，也就是花灵草。它的花瓣从雪茄状逐渐舒展成喇叭状。沿着篱笆和路沿肆意生长，最后开放的是烈叶蜜素，金光灿灿，团团簇簇，像一个个煎鸡蛋。漫步之时，我体验到两种现实：死亡与奢华，丧失与丰裕。
poppies, it turns out, have long symbolized death, a fact that, upon reading it, causes me to mutter, of course, to the empty room. They grew frenzied across Western Europe following the First World War, colonizing soil freshly churned from shelling, rich in lime from rubble, fertilized from blood. In ancient Greek, Roman, and Egyptian cultures, they symbolized sleep, that lesser death, the kind the Apostle Paul says precedes the time when we will all be changed. I've been thinking lately how unfair it is that transformation requires death. 原来罂粟花长久以来一直象征着死亡。读到这一事实，我不由得对着空荡荡的房间嘀咕了一句：千真万确。一战爆发后，罂粟花在西欧各地疯狂生长，占据了炮火刚刚翻弄过的土壤。这土壤富含来自瓦砾的石灰。又因鲜血浇灌而肥沃，在古希腊、罗马以及埃及文化中，罂粟花象征着睡眠及浅层的死亡，也就是使徒保罗所说的“我们所有人被改变之前都要经历的那种死亡”。我最近一直在想，要改变就得先死去，这是多么不公平的事啊 ！In the days after you died. Your body returned to me in vivid bursts. The slight overlap of your front teeth, your thumbnails, your collarbone, your arms, so often thrown up in adulation or embrace, your body in its entire form flung down beside me in the sand as we summoned the nerve to plunge into the waves on weekday evenings when we'd meet at the beach. 在你离去的日子里。你的身影时不时的在我眼前鲜活闪现，你稍微重叠的门牙，你拇指的指甲，你的锁骨，你在表达赞美或与人拥抱时常常高举的双臂。工作日的傍晚，我们相约海滨，鼓起勇气扎进海浪之时，你的整个身体扑倒在我身旁的沙滩上。In those first days, I chanted a silent mantra. My friend is dead. My friend is dead. My friend is dead. It sounded absurd, no matter how many times I repeated the words. The sentences' subject and modifier were irreconcilable. My friend and dead. I couldn't map the particularities of your life onto the abstraction of death. 最初那几天。我一直默默地叨念着：“我朋友死了，我朋友死了，我朋友死了。”无论我重复多少次，这句话听起来都很荒谬。主语“我朋友”和修饰语“死了”不可调和。我无法将你一生中的种种细节和死亡这个抽象的概念联系在一起。Since then, I've worked to remember you in the particular. Standing in my driveway, holding a bundle of lavender, plucking apple slices from a plate with thumb and index finger, the delicate way you ate, telling a story in the dark YMCA parking lot after yoga, the gold bow in your hair on your birthday when you cooked us all chili and cornbread, the notes you scattered wherever you went. 
tossing a crumpled napkin with your phone number out the window at the waiter, twisting eucalyptus into wreaths, cooking in your kitchen or mine, running in the soft sand, both of us out of breath as we talked, picking kale from a garden and ripping the leaf with your teeth, plunging into waves and rising, shining. 我努力记住你的点点滴滴，捧着一束薰衣草站在我家车库前的车道上，用拇指和食指从盘子里捏起一片片苹果，你的吃相一贯优雅。做完瑜伽后，在基督教青年会幽暗的停车场里讲故事。你生日那天为大家做辣味玉米面包，头上戴着金色蝴蝶结，你走到哪儿就扔到哪儿的字条。将写有自己电话号码的餐巾纸揉作一团，顺着车窗扔向那个服务生小哥。你用按树枝编花环，在你家或者我家的厨房做饭，在柔软的沙滩上边跑边弹。我们两人气喘吁吁。你从园子里拔羽衣甘蓝，再用牙齿撕咬掉叶子，一头扎进海浪之中。再次站起来的你，闪闪发光。At your memorial, your family wore crowns of blossoms. Poppies filled jars on tables, offering to be gathered and carried home. For a short time, they brought life to my kitchen table. 在你的追悼会上，你的家人带着花冠，桌上的罐子里插满了罂粟花，工人收拢起来，各自带回家。在短短的一段时间里。You left us emptied and startled, our arms full of flowers. Your departure left us breathless and speechless. 
I started admiring poppies in earnest last spring during the first weeks of the pandemic. As the death count climbed, I walked in my neighborhood and watched the world bloom. The oriental poppies arrived first and extravagantly. I passed blossoms higher than my head, growing from a tangle of leaves. Then came our state flower, the California poppy, whose petals unfurl from cigars into trumpets, growing rogue along fences and curbs. Last to bloom were the matillahas, looking sunny and prolific, like fried eggs. On those walks, I lived between two realities: death and extravagance, loss and abundance. Poppies, it turns out, have long symbolized death. A fact that, upon reading it, causes me to mutter, "Of course," to the empty room. They grew frenzied across Western Europe following the First World War, colonizing soil freshly churned from shelling. Rich in lime from rubble, fertilized from blood, in ancient Greek, Roman, and Egyptian cultures, they symbolized sleep, that lesser death, the kind the Apostle Paul says precedes the time when we will all be changed. I've been thinking lately how unfair it is that transformation requires death. In the days after you died. Your body returned to me in vivid bursts. The slight overlap of your front teeth, your thumbnails, your collarbone, your arms—so often thrown up in adulation or embrace—your body in its entire form flung down beside me in the sand as we summoned the nerve to plunge into the waves on weekday evenings when we'd meet at the beach. In those first days. I chanted a silent mantra. My friend is dead. My friend is dead. My friend is dead. It sounded absurd, no matter how many times I repeated the words. The sentences' subject and modifier were irreconcilable. My friend and dead. I couldn't map the particularities of your life onto the abstraction of death. Since then, I've worked to remember you in the particular, standing in my driveway holding a bundle of lavender, plucking apple slices from a plate with thumb and index finger, the delicate way you ate, telling a story in the dark YMCA parking lot after yoga, the gold bow in your hair on your birthday when you cooked us all chili and cornbread, the notes you scattered wherever you went. Tossing a crumpled napkin with your phone number out the window at the waiter, twisting eucalyptus into wreaths, cooking in your kitchen or mine, running in the soft sand, both of us out of breath as we talked, picking kale from a garden and ripping the leaf with your teeth, plunging into waves and rising, shining. At your memorial. Your family wore crowns of blossoms. Poppies filled jars on tables, offering to be gathered and carried home. For a short time, they brought life to my kitchen table. You left us emptied and startled, our arms full of flowers.
感谢您收听今天的美文阅读节目。您也可以通过云听 App 在线实时收听美文阅读以及轻松调频的其他节目。今天的节目就到这儿，我是沈听，我们明天见。